guys are having an amazing week so far and happy new month. It is December 2020, the year that felt like a decade but also moved ridiculously fast. The year that will go down in the history books that will have books written about it. We made it to the last month and yeah. I know that so many of us are getting really excited about 2021 and hoping that it doesn't have the expectations versus reality that this year had and hoping for new and great. And as we are approaching the end of this year, I wanted to get into what I think will be a series called 2021 Preparations. Because many people right now just want to jump right into 2021 with a fresh start. And lots of people want to actually forget that this year ever happened. And for this first episode in what I believe will be a series, so far I have that planned. But if I get inspired to do something else for the last four weeks of this year. I'm going to do that instead because I want to bring you guys what's best for you. But for today, which is what we can count on, I want to talk about the importance of a 2020 business audit. As I said, many people want to just jump right into 2021 and forget that this year ever happened and just move on into good things. First of all, before I really get into the meat of the matter, we are in the second day of December. There are 31 days in the month and 31 days is more than enough time for something to happen. It's more than enough time for a breakthrough to take place. It's more than enough time for you to get a head start and complete a few things. So first of all, don't write off the rest of the year. Please don't. There is still so much available in 2020 that I wouldn't want you guys to miss out on it because you're rushing. Even if what you have to gain from this year is one valuable lesson or one valuable perspective that will help you kickstart 2021, it's worth doing. 30, no, 29 days is a lot of time. It's not time to be wasted or taken lightly or brushed over. So why it's actually ill-advised to just want to jump into 2021 and forget this year ever happened is one, because it did happen. <laughs> like no matter how much you want to forget something, the reality holds that it exists and it's here and it served whatever purpose it did. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, be like those people who say 2020 was a beautiful year because it opened our eyes and it stopped us and made us slow down. For some people, that might be the absolute truth. And for some people, it's not. So whatever 2020 was to you, you're valid in your experience of what it meant to you but it happened that's one thing that I can say for every single person you weren't frozen and you're not going to just wake up from 2019 and wake up in 2021 this year did happen so it's important to acknowledge that and the second reason why it's important is because sweeping things under the rug only gives you more issues to deal with in the future Things don't disappear when we act like they don't happen. And I'm sure many of you guys can attest to that in so many different ways in your lives, right? And when it comes to our work, which I think is what I'm really going to talk about today, 
and for this series, the last thing we need is for us to be in the proper place, to be in the place we thought maybe we would be in 2020, be there in 2021 or in the future and have the things that we thought would no longer exist because we swept them under the rug instead of dealing with them. We don't want to have those things popping up unexpectedly and really putting a damper or hindering our ability to really operate in the way that we want to in the future. So those are the two reasons why we need to actually acknowledge what has happened this year with regards to our businesses and our goals in or and do a proper audit in order to assure that when we're entering into 2021, we have all of our ducks in a row and we don't make unnecessary mistakes. So for the audit, there are five key points to my 2020 audit that I think will be extremely helpful for you guys and put not only put things in perspective, but also put you on the right track to ensure that 2021 will be better in the ways that we can plan for. Because as we can see, there are a lot of things we can plan for. And then there are a lot of things as 2020 has shown us that just happen that say, oh, those are your plans. That's cute. But this is actually what's going to happen. So what we can do is try to make the best of what we can control and have faith and an open mind to everything else that happens and pivot as necessary. So the first thing you need to do with regards to your 2020 business audit is one, take inventory of your goals and objectives of this year. So what were the goals and the objectives that you had for this year? What are the things you wrote down? Because having a thought is not the same as having a goal. A goal is pen to paper. A goal is something that you can look back on and say, hmm, I said I wanted to do this 12 months ago or 11 months ago. Did I actually do it? You need to, first of all, look at everything you wrote down. The grandiose, the simple, the the tiny things, the big things, the things concerning your business, the things concerning your life. You need to take inventory of all what you said. Because in truth, some of the things we said in the beginning of the year, they may have actually happened and we may have actually accomplished them. But we didn't even realize that because we didn't accomplish the big things, which made us just forget the fact that the little, the little tiny ones were getting accomplished. And at the end of the day, our big goals and our small goals are our goals. And sometimes it's an accumulation of a bunch of the little ones that actually puts us in front of the big ones. So first of all, it's important to just look through everything you had written down. The second part of the audit is to be realistic with the reasonings behind why you did or didn't accomplish them. It's one thing to see everything you wrote down, but it's another thing to really take that deep dive into each individual goal, the ones you did accomplish and the ones you didn't, and figure out the why. So the why can be anything from, yes, the pandemic, but it could also be something like, in January, this was important to me because it was important to me in November of 2019. But by the, by the middle of the year, this didn't matter to me anymore. So that's why I didn't accomplish it. It could be something like, to be honest, I could have done this, but I forgot <laughs> that it even existed. And 
because I forgot that it existed, I didn't get it done. And first of all, doing an inventory towards the beginning of this month and not saving it towards the end gives you some time to even say, whoa, I forgot that this existed, but there is still enough time. Let me just knock this one off. Because a lot of times we create these goals and we write them down and then we never look back at them or we look back at them every quarter, but we never look back at them often enough to keep them top of mind. And if you're like me, you write a lot of goals down. I write a lot of things I want to do and they um, vary in scale and in importance and in cost (laughs) and in what they relate to. So it's actually impossible for me to keep those in my mind because I wouldn't be able to do anything else except for remember, right? Um, Another reason why you may have not been able to accomplish something could have been because it was just way too much work. It was more than you were able to do and it was an unrealistic goal or it wasn't the time to do it yet. You wrote this thing down, but as the year went, you realized that um, there's a few more things I need in place to make this goal a reality. And because of that, I'm going to put it on the back burner. And the importance of really coming back and being realistic with your reasoning is that it's going to give you a better understanding of one, why you weren't able to do something. And two, it's going to give you a scope and understanding of how you actually operate, you know, and that this is one of the reasons why I do a daily to-do list and I write it out because at the end of each day and then at the end of the week, I can look and say, I wrote down seven things. Have I ever been able to finish seven things and have my peace of mind? No, but if I didn't write it down and I didn't really assess and be realistic with the reasons why I didn't finish it, I wouldn't be able to come to conclusions like, oh, maybe two to three tasks is what you should actually aim for every day. And the fact that you're putting seven down and not finishing it is not because you're lazy or unmotivated. It's because there realistically isn't enough time. So there's no point of feeling bad about something that's impossible because it's out of your hands, you know? And for the things that you did do, figure out why that was. Was it because you were excited about it? Was it because you were passionate about it? Was it because you um, sought out resources, mentors, you did research to really get you in the right headspace? Was it because it was something easy enough? Was it because you had broken it into bite-sized chunks that made it realistic and made it able for you to do it? We need to figure these things out because if you don't want to, if you want to duplicate the positives, you have to kind of know the steps that you took in the back end, right? And if you don't want to duplicate the negatives, you have to know what led you to that place. It's of course, there are things like the pandemic and things out of your control, but there are a lot of things that are in our control. And just throwing every throwing 2020 away and saying the pandemic made me do nothing will not help you in the future when the pandemic is gone but your procrastination is still there when the pandemic is gone but your laziness is still there when the pandemic is gone but your inability to really gauge how much work you can handle is still there so that's why it's important to be realistic with the reasonings behind why you did or did not accomplish whatever you did or did not accomplish the third is to plan accordingly for next year with the information from this year So you've taken your inventory, you figured out the reasons behind your accomplishments or lack thereof. So now when you're planning for 2021, you're planning your goals, you need to take that information 
and use it as part of your plans. Of course, nothing is written in stone and nothing will be perfect, but past knowledge will help you in your future, right? So if it's something like you you understanding that you need to only do three tasks a day and anything more will not only stop you from finishing the the fourth, fifth, and sixth task, but looking at the sheer amount of things you're going to do will overwhelm you from finishing the first, second, and third as well. That is very key and vital information for you to take into 2021, right? So that when you're creating your goals, you'll know what you need to do. If you know that you want, you like to start off the year with very simple to accomplish goals because that builds your momentum for you to add on bigger ones, then that's something you need to know. Because if you say, I want to hit the ground running and run a marathon in the beginning, when you realize by looking at what you did this past year, that power walking is how you like to start. And once you build your endurance, you get into marathon running, then that's a necessary thing for you to know, right? Some And also, realizing which ones of your goals from this year can be transferred over into next year. There are some things, as I said, that you may have not been able to accomplish this year because the time was not right. You didn't have the tools necessary, but looking back at your goals, you realize that, oh, I've been able to actually garner all of these tools. So in 2021, I should be able to slide this over and successfully accomplish it. You would not know that if you didn't take inventory of your goals, right? You can the ones that you're already continuing or the ones that you're already working on that you can just pick up where you left off and continue on the momentum there are also available or the goals that you didn't accomplish that are no longer important to you, you can remove them completely from the list and start new goals. There might be things that you never even imagined possible based on where you were in at the end of 2019, but now where you are at the end of 2020, your goals just get loftier. They get bigger. There are things that you thought maybe you would hit $40,000 and you hit 80 by the end of the year. Then maybe instead of thinking to hit 80 next year, you can say, oh, based on this um, doubling up, I can actually do 160 as opposed to me thinking I'd be able to do 80. These are the things we do based on the information from the past. So you take whatever it is, all the information you've garnered because you've been real with yourself and you didn't like none of it ever happened and you plan accordingly with that information the fourth tip is to set smart goals and for those of you who do not know what smart goals are SMART is an acronym I believe that's the right word yes an acronym and it stands for specific measurable achievable relevant and timely goals so starting off with specific don't make it so general. I want to make a million dollars next year. How, friend? <laughs> How do you want to make it? Do you want to buy scratch-offs indefinitely? Or do you have three businesses that you think should each produce $333,000? I think that's right. Yep. $333,000. And by the time they each do that, one of them makes 334000 and boom, you hit your million. You need to be specific, right? Because if we just set these goals that are not specific, it's very hard for us to be able to accomplish them because we do not have a roadmap because we don't know how we're getting there. We just say we want to do something. And that's the difference between like a goal and just a thought. Oh, um, $1 million would be nice, but how will I do that? Because there are a lot of things that will be nice, but they will 
we we turn them from a nice to have into a reality with specific plans and goals. The second part is the M, which is measurable. We need to be able to measure our goals and measure if we're getting there or not. And one of the best ways to do this is with KPIs, which are key performance indicators. And what key performance indicators are, are exactly what they say. What they say. There are things that we write down that will let us know if we're hitting our goal. For example, if your goal is to make $60,000 in six months, the best way to measure that out or one of the simplest ways, depending on how your business structure is, of course, would be to say each month I will need to make $10,000 to hit this goal. And if there are approximately four weeks in each month, that means I will have to make $2,500 each week to hit this goal. And if, if I get to the end of week two and I don't have $5,000 because I'm checking my key for performance indicators, I will know that whatever amount I have or whatever amount less than 5,000 I have, I need to now take that amount and divide it by the rest of the weeks remaining to ensure that I'm constantly on my goal. And in the moments that you're not on your goal, it's easier to see because you've said it. It You don't want to get to the end of six months and be like, oh, damn, I only have 10,000. What am I going to do to make up the 50? Because if you had set your KPIs and you had been creating measurable goals, you would have already known by month three that, oh, something's not working. I'm ha-, Or even by week, by month one, when it's time you're supposed to have $10,000 and you have 250, you'll know that something's not working and you'll be able to make assurances to maybe work a little harder or start something new to get there or realize that maybe this is not a realistic goal for me. So I'm going to have to adjust it and change it. Achievable goals are things that you can actually do. Things that are bite-sized, things that you can see yourself doing. For me, there is also a level of faith involved in the work that I decide to do. I see where I can go and then I I multiply that by what I can't imagine. I make it bigger, I make it loftier because that's where my faith and my and my trust in God are activated, right? So I know what I'm able to do and I'm realistic with that, but I also tap into the fact that I know what God can do. But when we're talking about what we can do, which is what we have control over, figure out what's actually achievable for you. Because if all of your goals are so big that you don't even know where to start, you don't even know what you need to do in order to activate the faith, you have a lot of issues. And then relevant, which is the fourth one, is make sure it's something that is aligned with what you want to do. What are your goals in total? What is your main objective for your life? What is your main objective for your future? Are the goals you're setting aligned with that? You want to be an entrepreneur, but you're also, but then you're saying that you want to get a job, not saying that's wrong, right? Like not saying that's wrong at all. But if, if you understand where you want to be and where you're going, you're able to make relevant goals to be in line with that end objective. And relevant can also mean a bunch of little goals, as I had stated earlier, a bunch of small little goals that are bite-sized and able to attain it to ensure that when you compile all these little goals on themselves, they will propel you towards the relevant direction that you want to go in your life, right? You want to be a coach. 
and you want to get paid for it, but you've never even had a, a, a pro bono client. You've never even coached someone before. So a relevant goal would be to maybe take a course on coaching or offer, offer up three free coaching se- um, sessions with people or offer up free 15 minute um, coaching calls with people to actually set yourself on that path. You're not just going to say, oh, I'm going to charge $500 an hour to somebody and you've never done it before. And you don't know how to speak. You don't have your write-ups. You don't know what your business represents. You don't know what you're doing. We need to make sure our goals are relevant. And the final one is timely. So understanding the time, understanding if it's the right time, understanding if you have everything in line, because sometimes we cannot achieve our goals, as I said, because it's not the right time. So those are your SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. And the last tip is keep coming back and adjusting as needed. When we set our goals and when we do our inventory and when we audit, it's not a one-time thing. As I said, if with especially with your key performance indicators, which will let you know if you're on track with your goals. You need to keep coming back and seeing if what you're doing is reaping the results that you thought they would in the event that they're not pivot and adjust. Can my goal still be achieved? Do I need to pick up the pace? Am I being lazy? Is it unrealistic? All of these can be yes. And all of them can be no, because there are many other things that can be taking place. But understanding this at the beginning, understanding this at the at month one instead of at month 12 will have you able to adjust. And that adjusting is what really determines your success. Because if you just put your goals on a piece of paper on January 1st, and then don't look at it again until December 1st, and you feel bad because you didn't do every anything you said you would because you didn't remember that it existed and you didn't set yourself up accordingly, you're honestly setting yourself up self up for failure and disappointment which is absolutely not what I want for you guys and what I'm sure you guys don't want for yourselves as well so you need to continue to keep coming back and adjusting as needed and being able to adjust as needed goes back to number two of being realistic with your reasonings did I say I want to make one million dollars and Part of marketing is people knowing you, liking you, and trusting you, and nobody even knows your your product exists. And if they knew it exists, they would like you and your product, and they would trust you enough to buy. But you're here creating a product, but not creating the background needed to ensure that your product, there that the gap is closed between your product and your ideal market. And you didn't even realize that because all you wanted to do was say, I want to have a book out and I want to make a million dollars. How about the stuff that happens in the middle? And the way that you'll be able to figure out where that gap is by con- is the way you'll be able to figure out where that gap is, is by you constantly coming back and adjusting and paying attention. So that's why we don't just set goals. We set checkpoints. We set those KPIs. If by this month I... By this month, I expect to reach this if my end goal by the end of all of this is to reach this. I set it into bite-sized chunks so that if I've bitten off more than I can chew, I'll realize that at the beginning and either adjust my jaw or I will adjust the bite, <laughs> you know? So just a recap of those five tips of, again, at end, they will also be in the show notes, is one, take inventory of your goals and objectives for this current year. Two, be realistic with the reasonings behind why you did or didn't accomplish them. Three, plan accordingly for next year with the 
with the information for, from last year. Four, set SMART goals, which are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. And five, keep coming back and adjusting as needed. So I really hope that that will help you guys and put you guys in perspective that this year has things to offer and brushing it under the rug will not be beneficial to who you want to be and what you want to do in the future. And with that, the words to live by for this week are your future involves your past. We get it. (laughs) Yes, our past is sometimes ugly. It's sometimes something we don't want to talk about, but it exists. And it does have things to offer us. Maybe not everything. A lot of the things from our past, especially past experiences that are not ideal or what we wanted them to be, need to be thrown away and disposed of. But the key nuggets, the tools, the little pieces of gold that are inside of it that will either one, propel us to the future, through um to give us an idea of what we don't want to do again so that we're not blinded or not acknowledging or three just be helpful things to have in our back pocket we need to take those from those moments and that's why it's very important that we don't look at this year and think oh it was so horrible in terms of what I had intended versus the reality of what it was that I don't want to think about it you need to think about what made it so horrible you need to think about the fact that Part of the reason why I'm avoiding this year is because I felt like it was a failure and then determine why was it a failure? Was it a failure because of what I couldn't do or because of things that were out of my hands? And then if it's things that you couldn't do, what do I do better to ensure that I don't feel this way again because I'm the one who caused myself to feel this way? Or if it's something that was out of your hands, ask yourself, why am I feeling personally responsible for things I cannot control so much so that they're impeding on my demeanor and my ability to work better on on the things that I can control these are all necessary questions and it's an internal and business audit at this point because we need to really look at what's affecting us what's pushing us what's driving us and determine how to get to the best place by acknowledging what our past is not avoiding it and taking the necessary of it to ensure that we don't make the same mistakes in the future and that our future is better than our our now, right? Because our goal is to go from glory to glory, better to better to better. So yeah, thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.